Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of The Breaks Radio. Be real, excel as king should. It's your boy, CEO Hayes, hosting this week. Um, we got my brother, Johnny, but, you know, Johnny, not to put you off, man. I know you're going to introduce yourself. We got a, a first-time guest in the building from the Hood Geniuses podcast. You know, I, I think that says enough, man. Ms. 100, what's going on, bro? Hey, what's good? What's good? Thank you for the invite, man. This is really dope because um, as... Johnny and see you know Hayes, y'all both are hip hop heads. We be on Twitter going back and forth on the on the hip hop stuff. So yeah, man, hip hop is my first love. So uh, I I'm gratefully thankful for this uh, opportunity. Oh, yeah, man. It's all love, man. Glad to have you here. Um, shit, it's new week, man. We got some got some shit to talk about. Let's get to it. <laughs> so first, man, let's go ahead and send well wishes to our brother Ralph, man. Uh, who had to sit out this week, man. You know, it's all love and well wishes. Everybody send prayers up for that, man. But get into the first topic for this week is an album review. I mean, There's a lot of albums to drop this past week, but the first one we're going to go to is uh, Swiss Beats' new album, Poison. Johnny, I know I, I saw you on the timeline, man. I know you got hot takes on this one, so I'm coming to you first, man. What's your thoughts on the Poison album? Hey, man, this, this is a great... To me, this is a great album. Like... I wasn't I don't think I was expecting this album to be as good as it was. I mean, technically it's a compilation album, like a Swiss Beats album, but he has features on of course features on every track because Swiss isn't technically a rapper, which made me not think it, that it would be as good as it is. Now, there are a few things that I'll get to in a minute where I I feel like slight changes will make this album an instant classic. But we'll get to that in a minute. Okay, okay, Miz. What are your overall thoughts on the album before we get get into the nitty gritty? Um, I was actually slightly disappointed in this in the Swiss album. Um, because it was uh, maybe it's due to all the over hypeness. I follow Swizz on IG, and he just was really hyping up his album. I mean, that's what he's supposed to do because he's trying to sell records. I understand that. But uh, I was only probably like four songs tops that I really like out of 10 songs. Um, I still think like this is just my opinion. Maybe I'm a little extreme about this, but like I don't hear no beat on this album that's better than Band from TV. You know what I mean? Um, I could be a little over the top with that, but um, the songs I was feeling was the, uh, I'm a Nas stand. So, of course, um, Echo, you know, featuring Nas, you know, I would have preferred Swizz not to really talk on a, to be the intro. Because <laughs> 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 we got like a vintage Nas flow on that song um, called Echo. Um, I was feeling cold-blooded by Pusha T. Um, as, as usual, Pusha comes through with the, the dark, grimy rhymes. And he usually, it seems like Pusha T like to really uh, rap on dark, gloomy beats. Um, that beat is pretty tough. I was I was feeling the um, preach song featuring Jim Jones, even though Jim Jones, I'm sorry, Jim Jones didn't rhyme on like no line on that song. You know? <laughs> like, he just was talking, but 
the beat was nice enough, you know, the typical Jim Jones bravado talk, you know what I mean? And I was feeling a little Wayne John uh, pistol on my side. Um, I that Oh, damn, I'm tripping. Yo, I'm really tripping. I, I was actually, the other song is um, Something Dirty with Kendrick Lamar on the hook and uh, Styles P and Jada Kiss. Now, to me, that's the best uh, beat and um, song on the album. To me, it, it just does something to me. And that's, that's just my opinion about the whole thing so far. That's for right. sure. I feel that. I feel, overall, I'll get into my overall thoughts. I enjoy the album. I just... I don't know, man. It, it, it's a, it's 10 tracks. It's 32 minutes and 57 seconds. So, like, right under 33 minutes. It's a smooth listen, but I honestly can't see myself going back to it. And I'll talk about specific tracks in a minute. But that's my overall problem with it is I, I, I won't say that I dislike this listen, but I can honestly say I may never go back and listen to this album. And that's, that's disappointing. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I actually agree with Hayes because... I did something when it came out. Like I, I listened to it three times. I'm like, damn, I don't think I want to go back to it though. After that, you know what I mean? I mean, like if I do go back to it, it's to go back to it to listen to Echo by Nas, and pretty much that's it, you know. But yeah, like I agree with Hayes, yo. It's, it doesn't give you that, um, that, that you know, that playback, you know, appealing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's how I feel too. Y'all crazy. <laughs> like, that's crazy. <laughs> so, I guess we can get into our gripes now. Yeah, let's do it. So, the the biggest the biggest gripe for me is Kendrick Lamar on the hook of uh the song with uh Jada and Styles, Something Dirty, right? Yeah. Why like why is he on the hook? Why does Kendrick Lamar not have a verse on this song? Yeah. If I don't I don't need Kendrick Lamar on the hook. If he's gonna be on a song with Styles and Jada, he needs to be rapping. Like I I don't need any type of hook or anything from Kendrick. Like he needs to rap. And I feel like he did this with J. Cole on a Jeezy song. I don't know if that album came out this year or last year. I can't remember. Yeah, that was last year. I was I wanted to hear uh um Kendrick rap with Jeezy. That's what I'm saying. And Cole, like yeah. what Kendrick is supposed to be this great lyricist, this great rapper. Why is he not rapping with some of the greats yeah. if he's on the tra- same track with him? Like that, that pissed me off. Yeah. I got, I got. It's simple. They couldn't afford a Kendrick verse. They could afford Kendrick on the chorus. Ooh, ooh. I'm it, not rolling. I'm not rolling with that because it, it could be a marketing. Yeah, you got to think about it. So, like, if the label doesn't want to pay, and I'm not saying Swiss specifically, if the label doesn't want to pay Kendrick for a verse. But you you can say you have Kendrick featured on the song. You're gonna draw people and Kendrick fans in without fully paying for a Kendrick verse. They won't know his verses and on it till they listen to the song. At that point, they're already yeah. drawn in. Yeah, that's and if then, that's the case, it's trash. Yeah, and then when you listening, because you you're gonna the, for the first listen, you're gonna be like, well, maybe he do got a verse. Maybe he got the last verse. You know what I'm saying? But then you get to the song, it's like, oh man, he really just on a hook. But like he said, like man, you didn't already got that stream. <laughs> You know what I mean? Man, that that's 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 disappointing. Like he doesn't like that doesn't need to happen again. Like if he's on a if he gets on somebody else's song, if money is the issue, they need to pay him for a verse or just don't have him on it. Like that's that's it. I don't need to hear Kendrick on a hook. He needs to rap. Pump simple, simple and plain. Oh, and I, I will say this. I agree with you. 
So I, I don't want you to think that I agree with the fact of him being on on just a a course because that's trash. But I'm right. just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Now most of the beats on this album to me sound alike. Like the um the bass and the snare from most of the songs on here are the same. Either they're slowed down or sped up, or maybe they took some of the extra um snare or kicks out of the beat. But essentially, all the beat, most of the beats on this album are the same. They just, you know, added sounds, flutes, and shit like that. But other than that, the beats are the same. Um, so those are my two biggest gripes. Now, y'all want to hear how you make this an instant classic? Take it away. Classic? Wow. Instant classic. First, on Pistol on My Side, you take away the loud-ass pianos at the end of the song. The pianos throughout are perfect. Now at the end, the pianos are a little overpowering and they're like offbeat. It was weird for me. Second, you take the song "Come Again" completely off the album. I didn't like that song at all. Next, you either take Kendrick off of the joint with Jada and Styles, or you give him a, or he spits a verse. And last, you take the track with um with French Montana off. You do those things, you have an instant classic. So you're taking this down. You took two tracks off. So you're taking it down to eight tracks. Really seven, because one track is just an intro. Yeah, intro, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you're saying a seven-track song would have been a classic. I mean, album would have been a classic. Yeah. <laughs> like, this I, this album was that good to me. Like, it was that good. Oh, man. It's it's tough for me, because too, ma- too, many, too many good albums came out in 2018, and I always use that as the measuring stick of, you know, when, when new albums come out. And it's a shame that we do this in this micro, microwave era of listening to music because we're getting it so fast. Right. But it's it's just um, it's, it's too it's too many albums that came out. And I, well, how I listen to albums is I, I try to listen to them um, at least three to four times and just zone out. I listen to it in the car. Then I listen to it on my phone and my headphones and just to get a grasp of, you know, uh, get that feeling, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, it's just too many albums came out for me to call this an instant classic. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> and my opinion on it is, is like, you even said in your gripes that every beat on this album is pretty much the same. I can't get at a classic. Like overall, like in part of my biggest gripe on here is like, I didn't even pick up on, the beats all sound the same. So that's that's a Johnny thing. I won't even take credit for that. I, I just feel like Swiss could sleep his way through a better beat selection and like a better album than this. Even when he's doing his hype thing, it just it felt like an album that he made because someone told him you haven't made an album in a while, do this, rather than something he put a lot of passion into personally. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I disagree. May, I mean, maybe, maybe he had like a beat template and decided to like slow some down, speed some up, and just add different shit. Now, that's not saying the beats aren't good. The beats are good. The beats are great. It's yeah. just that most of them sound the same. That's all. But they're still good beats. So, 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 Johnny, would you agree with me when I said, you know, no beat on this is better than the band from TV beat, you know, from back in 1998? <laughs> and oh, I, that beat is still it's like in top five of Swiss beats ever made. This my opinion. Let me see. Let me run run through the beats in my head. Like the one that I mean, shit, pistol on my side really stood out for me. To be honest, oh. um, the only one I could probably say is pistol on my side. That beat is probably better than Band from TV, in my opinion. Oh, oh, in my okay. opinion. Okay. All right. 
I, I mean, I, I really, I, and I don't want to like completely try. And that's the thing about music being subjective. You know, we got a panel here. I am so so on the album. Miz sounds like he really dislikes it. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> um, and, and Johnny, Johnny really loves this album. And I mean, that's that's one of the great things about music in general. But yeah, man, this I, I, I wanted better from this album, especially after Pistol on My Side being the first release. I had high expectations for this. Um, as far as and I didn't really get into like my favorite tracks on this album, I'll say definitely pissed on my side, which goes without saying. But surprisingly, stunt with two chains. I really like that song for some reason. <laughs> That's funny, Exa- yeah. bro. Wow. <laughs> I'm not even a two chains fan. Like I don't know what it is about that song, but I really liked it. Uh, Cold blooded, of course, because we know Pusha. This is Pusha's year for hip-hop heads. I know the, the masses, they'll say whatever they will about Pusha, but Pusha's had a great year. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Him and Nipsey, you know, yeah. Pusha, like, Pusha is on fire. He's on fire this year. John, you listening to uh, Nipsey anymore at the end of this year? You got to wait till it warms up again. Listen, man, I'm gonna get to that point when we talk about another album later. But no, I, I haven't. I haven't. Come, I have not gone back to Nipsey. Uh, Except for dedication, though. I, I love dedication. That song is great. But as far as the album as a whole, no, I, I haven't been back to it. Cool. Yeah. Anything left on this album before we go into our first commercial break? Uh, nah, I'll, nah. I'll still be bumping it, but I know y'all won't. <laughs> yeah. I guess all right I'll, cool yeah i'm good on this we're gonna go into our first commercial break actually first commercial you're gonna hear is for hood geniuses which is ms 100's podcast that's how we treat our guests here we got to put them in the in, in the first spot that's and dope. then, that's dope. <laughs> and like, then uh, we'll, we'll catch you guys on the other side of that this is ms 100 and this is lady t and we are the, the hood, hood geniuses, geniuses podcast, podcast. Every Monday, we are releasing an episode, so make sure y'all stay tuned. And you can follow us on Twitter at Hood Geniuses Pod, on Facebook, Hood Geniuses Podcast, and on IG, Hood Geniuses Pod. And make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube page so y'all can see us live and in the flesh. Yeah, and uh, we don't need Lady T to knuck and buck for y'all to start <laughs> listening to us, you know what I'm saying? So don't make Lady T knuck and buck. Hey, listen, I mean, eventually, you know what I'm saying, Lady T is getting up in age, so it may be, I may be in my wheelchair on my cane, I don't know. But I will get to you. <laughs> yeah, so make sure y'all do that. Hit that subscribe button, follow, and y'all can email us at hoodgeniuses pod at gmail.com thank you let's pray yeah. for the people that we just lost Pistol on my side, trigger finger on the job. Pistol on my side, trigger finger on the job. Pistol on my side, leave a nigga on the side. Mister, always have a nigga, you can call me slim. Trippin' every on in Fiji, I'm a water slide. Pockets fatter than a greedy nigga on the dot. Nina on my side, but she say you could call a nine. Divas on my side, so many they could form a line. Strippers on my side, and I got them performing live. Hot girl in the bed, and she prefer to walk. All right, fellas, so. In talking about the Swiss Beats album and putting together the the topics for this week, it made me think um, uh, for a discussion topic. And that is the best in-house labor producer from the early 90s or 2000s or from the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, so just roundabout, if you guys can completely add to it, I got Swiss from Rough Riders, 
Kanye West, Rockefeller, Dr. Dre, Aftermath and Death Row, RZA, Wu-Tang, and Diddy and the Hitman from Bad Boy. Now, you guys can pick anyone if you can think of any more. Miz, I'm going to come to you first on this one, man. Who do you think was the best in-house labor producer from that so, time period? So just blazing there, too. Oh, yeah. He was tied in that Rockefeller era, True. you know, slash Death Jam, you know. But, uh, damn, that's a, that list is crazy, yo. Damn, I, I don't know. I'm a big Wu-Tang fan. Ah, man, I don't know. That's, I got to really think about that. Wizard catalog is crazy. <laughs> it's really crazy. And then, the, oh, man, then you think about Kanye, what he did. Yeah, that's it, tough, man. It's, and then Just Blazing. Man, it's tough. It's tough. It's definitely tough. I think it, it yeah. kind of depends on, like, the type of mood you're in. Like, you know, Swiss Swiss going to come with them anthem beats. Like, his shit going to knock. Yeah. Uh, shit, Dr. Dre going to come with some shit you can, like, he, he can come with the shit that knocked too, but some shit you can actually, like, just ride. spit. Yeah, just ride over. And, Kanye, you know, Kanye West is, like, the best sampler, like, of hip-hop all time. So, Damn, it, it really depends on what you really like, but man, like this uh, this is rough. For a party, I'm going Swiss. Like if we had a party, I'm going yeah. all Swiss. If I'm just if I'm in the car driving, chilling, I'm probably gonna go Kanye. You could probably put Swiss and Just Blaze in the same boat. Like I'm all yeah. party at from both of them. True. Dang, ugh. It's rough, man. Yeah. And then um I I don't I couldn't like categorize him as an in-house producer, but Timberland when he worked with Missy, Genuine, Aaliyah, while they weren't all on the same label, he had a very close knit group of people he worked with. Right. Yeah, that was yeah, Timberland is crazy. <clears throat> yeah. You know what's interesting about Timberland? Back when like they were like the the producer battle with Swiss and Just Blaze and then Swiss and Timberland, I realized or I came to the realization that Timberland, of course, is like one of the dopest producers of all time. But his like pop R and B catalog is way better than his hip hop catalog. Like exactly leaps and bounds better than his hip hop catalog. Um, so I guess I mean we could still consider him for this conversation, but I wouldn't even put him in. I personally wouldn't put him in this conversation if we're talking about hip hop producers. Okay, fair. Um, man, I it's hard. It's hard to just pick one of these. I'm not gonna lie. I I don't even know if I could do it to be honest. It's hard, yo. So uh, let me ask y'all this. So from each of these producers that Hayes named, right? Can y'all think of your favorite beat from each of them? And um That's even rougher. That's, that's even tough. It's, yeah, that's hard. <laughs> like Swiss's so, whole catalog from the nineties is just almost un, uh, impeccable to me. Like yeah, true. That's true. And then you think about Dr. Dre with the Chronic album oh, and the Shoot album. Man, them so two albums alone is ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, then the RZA, oh my God, you know he did the whole first Wu Tang album. He did Raekwon's Purple Tape album. Man, it like yeah, it's tough. That's a head scratcher for real. Man, <sighs> well, I'm 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 going to attempt right for Swiss. I'm going down bottom. My uh, drag on. Okay. I think that's my favorite Swiss beat <laughs> pun. Um, oh, Kanye got too like Kanye got too many. I'm gonna have to come back to Kanye. <laughs> Doctor Dre, 
for me, it's either explosive or forgot about Dre. Ooh. Explosive is hard. Yeah. I used to like I used to get instrumentals and just listen to them shits like on repeat. I listened to Forgot About Dre. I don't know how many times as a, as a kid, teen. I don't I don't remember how old I was, but um, damn. As far as RZA, now this is just a personal favorite of mine. Triumph. Oh, that, that's that's my okay. shit. That is my yeah. shit. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Um, man, that's crazy. That's a crazy beat right there. It, it Triumph. Uh, incarcerated Scarfaces. Off of Raekwon purple tape is crazy. Right. Um, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, shit, you even got like DJ Premier out there, but I, I don't guess he's, he's not really an in-house producer. Well, he's with Gangstar. DJ Premier shit catalog is crazy, too. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, Damn, that's a, that's a dope-ass discussion. <laughs> really? It's one of those topics where when I wrote it down, I literally, I did like the Tiger Woods fist pump. I'm like, this is it. This is it. <laughs> yeah, Hazel, they're trying to stumble people. Right. Making them get headaches and stuff like that. that this is tough. Yeah. So, okay. So which of these producers y'all want to see battle and who y'all think will win? Oh, I would, I, would, I would love to see um, Kanye go against the RZA. And Ooh, the reason why... I say that because, like Johnny said earlier, he was saying that Kanye like one of the best samplers. But if you think about it, he probably got a little bit of that from RZA because RZA, he samples a lot. Early RZA, he sampled a lot. You know what I mean? Um, I would want to see that matchup, though. Who who you think will win? Probably RZA. Uh, I'm going to go with the RZA. Yeah, I'm going to go with the RZA. Uh, I'm going – if I had to pick any – Two. We're just sticking it at two, right? Yeah. Yeah. It would have to be a prime Dre and RZA. Ooh, that's that's dope. And yeah. I say that because like really when you when you look at it, like, yeah, Kanye is, is kind of the same way. Um, but for that time, what Dre and RZA were doing with hip hop beats, like no like not even Diddy. I won't say we're nearly touching what they what RZA and, and Dre were able to do musically, and that's because Dre and RZA are students of music, not just hip hop. So they found a way. They found ways to craft beats that maybe wouldn't naturally be like a hip. What you would expect a hip hop beat to be at the time, and turn it into something beautiful. So it would yeah. definitely be those two. Those those are my favorite two. And I've gone on record before. I think early on in us doing the breaks radio, to me, RZA is one of the most forgotten about producers in the history of hip hop. Yeah. This this generation they know Dre somewhat because of what he what he's done with Kendrick, what he's done with him. People now like pick a millennial and ask them to pick their favorite RZA beat. I guarantee you they couldn't do. No, they could. Nah, definitely. They might know him more as an actor than being a producer. Right. Exactly. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Mm. Dude, he's scoring movies now. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Oh, and as far like you asked too early, and I didn't because you guys had that conversation i didn't want to butt in because it was dope but you asked like pick a favorite beat from one of the one of these producers for me personally and this is going to be an unpopular opinion rizza molasses the earl sweat sweat uh shirt beat one of his best period oh no that's hard i like that oh i, I never, like that i never heard that i need to go and listen to that yeah earl sweats okay yeah i gotta I, damn i gotta listen to that i would never thought he did a beat from him 
Now, somebody we didn't mention is for real. I would want to see for real go against Swiss. Ooh, I like that. Now that that should be hard. I I don't even I can't call it because for real got like for real do the pop shit, but he can get on his hip hop shit that knock like he can get on it if he need to. Yeah. So I don't that now that'll be hard. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Pharrell is definitely a hip hop legend. He got a lot of hits on the on the yeah. pop side, the R and B side, and hip hop side. Right. Uh, it's crazy. And when you look at a lot of new producers, they've they've taken a lot of from Pharrell. Like whereas we can see the 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 progression from like a a Dre to a RZA to a Kanye, a lot of these new producers directly pull from what Pharrell was able to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yo, um, but I still got throw DJ Premier and, and got throw DJ Premier out there. Like Premier shit is crazy. Like he's the authentic hip hop dude. You know what I mean? I know he's doing like stuff with R and well, he has done stuff with R and B, but he's more known for the on the hip hop side. Premier Premier stuff is crazy. I mean, if you think about it, like some of the the illest illest like songs was through uh jay-z and nas and biggie you know with premiere you know um kicking the door uh new york state of mind um jay-z um it damn it's just so many you know what i mean so i, I gotta definitely throw premiere in there <clears throat> yeah that, that new york state of mind beat is my personal favorite from dj premiere like the p the pianos in that song like they hit the bait like that's just so hard like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that's not even touching on his work with Guru, his group, Gangstar. You know, right, right. Um, oh man, so it's it's classics. You know what I'm saying it's a lot. It's ridiculous. Yeah, we we can fall down the rabbit hole talking producers literally all day because, like, (laughs) when you get hip hop heads together, product like everyone, it's easy to talk about lyricism. Production is the thing that I think separates like rap heads from hip hop heads, in my opinion. I agree. I can agree with that. Yeah, because you know those producers, they have their own core fans that because you they have their own sound. So you know a Dr. Dre beat, you know a RZA beat, you know a Premier beat, you know a Just Blaze beat. You know, and Pharrell, you you just know that they have their own brand, like with just with sound. They sound is their brand, which is crazy and phenomenal at the same time. So it's like. They had fans just like like you said, Johnny. You was getting instrumentals. You just listen to the instrumentals. Like, yep. I don't even want to hear the the lyrics. I just want to hear the instrumentals. Shit. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's dope. All right, so we're gonna move on for producers. We're gonna get into our next album review. And for anyone who's listening, it's not takeoff. We're not reviewing that album this week. <laughs> okay. I I ain't even gonna lie. I, I started it and I was just was not in the mood to listen to it. So <laughs> yeah, I apologize. I turned this shit off after track two. <laughs> I was sad because I was I was expecting Takeoff's album to be decent and it was not. <laughs> so I gotta be honest, I can't even listen to the Meagles as solo artists. <laughs> you know, it's just like some people are just good as a group. You know, you you being extra now, you want to be solo. Nah, like stay successful as a group. You know what I mean? It works. It works with them as a group. Quavo, John, Flop. Now we gotta take off. You know, offsets coming. Yeah, you know it's coming. (laughs) You know what I mean? Unfortunately, they're not Wu Tang where they can just go and do solo albums out of a group individually. Like, nah, I'm good. I'm not looking for that. 
But we are gonna review Vince Staples FM. Mm-hmm. I got I got I got some takes on this one, but I'm gonna save them. I'm, I'm gonna come to you first, Johnny Man. How do you feel about this album? <clears throat> All right, so I, I listened to this album straight through twice, right? And while while I do like the album, I don't feel like I enjoyed it as much as I could or should. And the reason for that is because Vince Staple is a West Coast artist. <laughs> and you cannot, I personally feel like I cannot fully enjoy West Coast artists unless it's 70 degrees or higher outside. <laughs> like this is a I feel like this is a summer album. It do sound like that. Like right. I don't I don't really think I'm going to revisit this until April or May of next year. Like because I just I don't it's too cold outside. He too happy too like I, I can't. I, I I can't enjoy it. Do you ever, do you feel at all like that's a psychological thing because you know he's from the West Coast? Like if Ludacris dropped the same exact album, would you have that same critique? L- Ludacris wouldn't drop this album. I'm I'm saying if he did. <laughs> If Luda dropped this album, do you think the first thing you'd be thinking about is I, it, it has to be warm outside for me to appreciate this album? Probably not. Yeah. Like, what, if, what if Ludacris moved to California and then he released the album? <laughs> well, at that point, it and, would be but, a West Coast album. But, <laughs> and I wouldn't be able to enjoy it. <laughs> but, but you didn't know he moved to California, though. He just released the album. <laughs> I don't know. If if it was this album, then maybe like this does feel like a summer album. Like I'm, it does. I'm, I'm just messing with you, but yeah, yeah. It, it definitely. I'm does. curious as to why Vince dropped this now versus dropping it earlier this year. Yeah, I agree. It has that that sound. You you just want to be in a drop top or something, and you know you could just visualize while you're listening to it, like maybe palm trees around you, the sun. You know what I mean? But yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's supposed to snow here in in the next week, so I don't want to hear. I don't wanna listen to this. <laughs> the snow. Oh man, Miz, what are your overall thoughts on this album? I couldn't get through it. I mean, I eventually got through it, um, but I like the concept of the. You know, I like conceptual conceptual albums where they stick to the script and how he had it like a radio form set up, like he was the actual DJ at a radio station. I like that. That was really dope. But I just felt like he was all over the place with it. You know, the, a lot of the production actually sounds the same on this album. Um, but other than that, like, I was just like, uh, you know, it, it didn't do too much for me. I was, I'm, I'm good on this album. Definitely not going back to listen. So I, before I even got a chance to listen to the album, I read two articles that said this was possibly the best album of the year. And oh, so me, uh, me, me reading that and then going into this album, I'm like, where? Like, oh. I can I can easily name five projects this year that were better than this. We, and that's we, that's without trying. Like, probably we, 20. Yeah, we can name a project that came out last <laughs> Friday that's better than this. <laughs> P. Dimebag album is... Actually, that's the problem. I, I, I listened to Styles P. album before I listened to this. That was my problem. Like, I said, oh, man, this is crazy. I, what publication was it? Uh, hold on, let me go back and see if I can find it real quick. Cause uh Good yeah. Cause that's interesting. Oh, one one definitely was the ringer, which you know that's that's owned by uh Bill Simmons. Definitely not a hip hop strictly publication. Um right. but there was one I can't remember. 
I honestly can't remember. Uh, I can't remember the other side. I think it was like DJ Booth or something like that. Um, but I'm listening to this album. And first of all, the whole album is it's 11 tracks in 22 minutes. I feel like that's a waste of time, even though how short it is. Like I, I, I can't name one track from this album that I feel like would go on any playlist that I play. I've, that's not to say I hated every single one, but this just really to me just feels like why, like why, and not for the same reason like Johnny, like um, of of the time of year. It's just honestly, I don't care what time of year this dropped. Why? And I and Vince Staples as a rapper, as an artist, I enjoy. I, I, I like hearing the dude talk, not even about necessarily music, because I feel like he's a highly intelligent dude. He's entertaining <clears> as hell. But I feel like none of that was captured on this album. And it's just like, I, I, I don't know if it, if better production. I don't know if he didn't feel challenged. Like, this is this is the problem with me where I feel like where we're going as, as much. I like the surprise albums. I like the how how easy it is for artists to bring them and deliver their music to us. But I think for some, it creates unfocused and it creates a a, a energy to where i'm gonna make an album for me guess what if you're making it for you keep that shit play that shit at your house don't don't release that shit because like i don't want to listen to it and this this is a perfect example of that um any other thoughts on this album nah i mean well i did like um that like you said this is a really short album 22 minutes and 11 tracks but I did like the the concept of it being like a, a radio show, radio station. Um, I thought the Earl Sweatshirt and the Tiger interludes were dope. Like even though we only got just a few bars from both, I'm a I'm a big Earl Sweatshirt fan, so I'm definitely looking forward to a new album if it's coming sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean those are the few things that I liked about it. But I gotta I gotta shelve it until summer 2019. <laughs> I did like tweaking. I like tweaking. The last song of the album. Yeah. I, I really did. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed Tweaking, but just overall as a project, man, I, I don't know. Miz, any other thoughts? Nah, I don't have too much to say about it. Yeah, I'm I I'm I'm done. I mean, I definitely agree with you said about um <clears throat> Vince Staples. He's very entertaining, he's intelligent, you know, um, but he didn't display none of that on his album. I'm starting to think this is just something like he wanted to, you know, close out the year to, you know, go into 2019. Maybe, you know, I I don't know, man. It's like a filler or something like maybe he got something else coming for 2019. It's it's funny you mentioned that because I actually read something today that said I don't don't know how true this is, but he said that he's supposed to drop four albums next year. See, see now. See, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. I agree. And, and the if, first one is supposed to come in like in January or February. Okay, well then that makes sense to why he dropped it the way he did. But listen, if if he's dropping four albums and they're all twenty two minutes, listen, you can just make one album. Take cut out all the filler on the other four albums. Give us one album. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, he gonna drop four albums, I guess, for each quarter, huh? Basically, you get money in each quarter. You, well, you did counting, Johnny, so you you know, he's, hey. he's planning it out. <laughs> Hey, if he can if he can deliver on these albums, then shit, yeah. sounds good to me. Yeah. But if it's, I mean, if it's anything like this, he like hey said, just drop one album, drop that shit in the summer, and then we'll be good. Yep, yep. Have two dope fire singles and two visuals videos to go with it, and we're good. Right. 
All right. Well, we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about Vince Staples after after this break. But we're going to get into another commercial break, and we'll catch you guys on the other side of that. Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Go-Go Power Ranger. Yeah, this is the Black Ranger. It's me, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. It's Ash Ketchum in his bed. <laughs> I am the Eric J. Only known as the Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real-life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. Also known as K. Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the people's jabroni. <laughs> and that's us. I mean, we four friends coming together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you, you ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before. Damn straight. So check us out every Wednesday. Get at us. So we none of us really enjoyed this album, but Vince Staples as an artist and his current place in hip hop. Is he overrated, underrated, never meant for mainstream success? Why or why not? Who wants to go first on this one? I'll let the, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to say he's overrated. Um, he got co-signed by a lot of big name people early on. Um, I remember really first hearing him on, on a Common album, and I thought he was a a, 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 a a rapper from the Shy, like from Chicago. Me too. Yeah, I was like confused. Like okay, <clears throat> Common pushing him hard because Common, I think he put him on three tracks or two songs or something like that on a highly promoted album. And I mean, I'm like, okay. So then when I start researching, I'm like, okay, well, he's a West Coast guy. I listened to a couple of his other EPs and projects. I'm like, oh, he's pretty dope. I looked at his interviews. He, you know, he's very intelligent for his era. You know, uh, he's a millennial, a millennial. So I'm like, okay, yo, he got something to say. You know, I just thought his music was going to get better and better. But at this point, I think he's just overrated right now. And he's, he's, he's never going to be like on a level of like Kendrick Lamar or coming from the West Coast. You know, I think he's going to continue to maintain his level of just putting out music, have his core fan base, do his shows, and just that'll be his career. I can respect that. <clears throat> um, I I think he. I think he's never I think he was never meant for mainstream success. I think where he is is where he wants to be. Like, <clears throat> I don't really think he cares about having that one really big hit single or to be this really big mainstream artist. Um, he, like he said, he puts out the music that he wants to listen to. He has like a set, like a uh, core of fans that he can go to certain spots, certain amount of seats, sell that shit out, perform. Mm. He can do that at different venues, you know, small venues around the country. And that, 
I think that's what, he good. Like I feel like that's what he that's the lane that he's in, and I think he's comfortable in that lane. I don't think he wants to do anything more than that. So I, I think he where he, he's where he wants to be, where he needs to be. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, and I I think creatively, creatively, if I can talk correctly, uh, he he is exactly where he needs and wants to be. I I, I would hate to see him. I mean, even though I kind of just completely shitted on his album, but I would hate to see him try to like chase a crossover hit like make a club like vince staples trying to make a club banger no i don't ever need to hear that like i I don't um and i i didn't like this project but i still like the artist and like i said i have a high respect and regard for him as a philanthropist as what he the the social issues that he talks about when he's given the platform so as a person i rock with vince staples and i hope that he continues to speak out on that but i think that is also going to be a reason why he will never truly cross over is a mix between the music. And guess what? They don't want to see a young millennial speaking as, as intelligently as he does. Nope. <clears throat> no, a young black millennial. That's, that's intelligent as hell. Like Vince Staples. They don't want to see that. They don't want to promote that. So guess what? It's not going to happen. So I think he's, it, he's in the perfect lane where he is. I just need to see a better project from him. And if he's coming with something in 2019, I don't know about the four projects, but I still will check it out. I'll still have high hopes for it uh, create, creatively, but I, I I just don't ever see a big a big mainstream success for him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He, he probably getting about 15,000 a show. You know what I mean? 15 to 20,000 a show, depending on the venue or whatever. So he, you know, he's, he's probably cool. He's probably cool with that. Oh yeah, I mean he's making money, and you know mm-hmm. that—that's the thing. People are always like, "Oh well, represent." He—he's broke. Like, listen, every oh. rapper—I don't care how much of a hit he's had or has not—can buy and pay our year's salary, all three of us, and and walk away. Right. It, listen, <laughs> if if a rapper can go and and sell out, and I'm not I'm not talking about sell out stadiums, arenas, and shit. If they can go and just sell out like a small venue and do that, and in multiple cities across the country, they good. Like they yeah. good. Because they not making money off the albums, they making money off tour merch. That's yep, it. Yep. And endorsements. He has an a Sprite um, endorsement deal, if I'm not mistaken. So oh, he, he, oh, he's good. Yeah, he's good. He's good. We're not <laughs> so, worried. Let, but you know, some of them endorsements they they do tours. They create tours. Yeah. So he get the he get paid from whatever whoever's endorsing him, and he getting paid from the tour. So. Yeah, he he's good. He definitely you know good. What, and you know what's funny? And we we talked about like why I released this. And I know it's getting cold where we all live because we don't live in a place that stays warm twenty four seven. But he is gonna tour and do like small venues probably all throughout California and on the West Coast off this album and be good over the winter. Like he just he just wrote his checks for the winter, so he's good. Yep, yep, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the next bit of news we're gonna get into. Akon possibly running against I put again it against Trump <laughs> and are we taking this seriously at all like and, and, and I'm gonna say this now I'm not taking this seriously at all anyone who is is crazy it's just a funny bit of news um that I wanted to talk and get you guys reactions to Johnny your face you don't look too entertained by this man. I mean why not take it serious hell Donald Trump is the president so I mean why not I mean it's not like Akon is an unintelligent person. True. He's doing great things for Africa right now. Who's to say he can't do great shit for America? Americans. Now, well, well, yeah, true. <laughs> now, I don't know. I don't know how true this is, but I saw on Wikipedia that Akon was born in St. Louis, 
but grew up in Senegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's that's dope. Yeah, a little, little bit of history and, there, and that's Fun why fact. he can't he can run for president. You have to be born on United States uh, right. soil. So yeah, yeah. Listen, I'll be if this is true and he actually went through with it. I would be interested to see like the platform that he would run on, like. Like it, I, it would definitely be entertaining <laughs> because imagine he actually running against Trump. Just think about all the shit Trump is going to try to, you know, bring out here. <laughs> like all, all his old, all Akon old music videos. What's the shit he did with Snoop? Like he probably gonna say, "Oh, this is the guy you want for president." Like, yeah. it, it would be real entertaining. Yeah, you. Uh... It's a joke to me. I mean, if it is serious, I have to ask the question. Um, do we want entertainers as leaders or do we really want people that really know politics and foreign policy and, you know, business and that to really, you know, be our leader for America? I mean, I mean, not taking nothing away from Akon as far as him, his intelligence of business, whatever. But he's still an entertainer first. He's still doing shows. Donald Trump was a he's a damn entertainer. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. He's had reality shows. I would go and say, man, if we if we going that way into new America, you know, getting entertainers, the biggest entertainer as our leader, we might as well just get Oprah in there, yo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> We might as well just let Oprah be the president, yo. But I, I don't see Akon um, becoming the president. But if you want to run, you know, to each his own, you know, God bless that man. I hope they don't try to knock him off because um, he's doing a lot of things for Africa. Right. And, uh, if, you know, if y'all know anything about Africa, um, you know, so many countries got their hands in Africa, just the soil alone. You know the the soil, the the natural resources. Um, oops, I'm sorry, sorry. But um, yeah. Uh, so I I just I pray for Akon, yo. You know what I mean? If he do run, but I I don't want to see it to be honest with you. And it's and it's a shame though because we have if you think about it, by the time um Trump term is up, who is coming up the ranks? We don't really have nobody that's coming up the rank, especially for the Democrats. Well, I, I feel like who, whoever is going to make their presidential bid is going to happen like probably at the beginning of the second quarter of 2019 because they'll have like a year and a half to campaign and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. who I, now nah, again, I don't know who it's going to be, but somebody yeah. going to show their face. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't. I, I, what they saying? Hillary going to try to run again too? No, nah, I think Hillary done, man. Like I, mean, I don't she, think she, she cares. Has, no she recently said that she's considering it. Um, Bernie, of course, you know they're always going to try to push Bernie. But like Johnny said, I don't think we're truly going to see um, until six months from now. Like the midterms are going to kind of set the stage of who it po- it may possibly be, and mm-hmm. then we'll see who the Democratic Party can get behind and feel like they can they can market. But as of right now, I don't know. I know for damn sure I don't want to see Akon. Well, let me not say that. If Akon, if Akon, no, if Akon does have a serious some type of political intelligence that we just may not be aware of, maybe he's been preparing for this. Maybe he's 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 educating himself on policies and what he can do. So if he comes out with a platform that's just wows me, I'm gonna get behind whoever has my best interest 
in mind. Um, so oh. I don't want to completely just throw him out under the bus right away. But as it stands right now, I, he hasn't shown me anything. Yes, he's done great things for Africa. He has the the Akon Lights Up Africa, which they provide uh, electricity to 14 different countries in Africa, which is on point. But I need to see more before I can say that I'm taking it seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he tried to actually help Puerto Rico out, too. And um, America stopped him. Wow. Really? Yeah, yeah. I watched I watched his uh, interview on Drink Champs. That's how I know a, a little bit about stuff that he got going on. But um, yeah, that's, that's um, like that's crazy. <clears throat> they uh, Puerto Rico just only recently got restored power to the entire like that's, island. That's insane. That's wild. That's wild. But we're going to go ahead. We're going to take another break. Um, and then we're going to get into a little conversation about the troll himself. And that's 50 Cent. <laughs> oh, we'll see you guys after this. Express, where we are spilling the tea weekly on latest trends, celebrity news, and the culture. Check out Tea Time with I'm Just Saying, available on The Breaks Media. Hold on to them cups. <laughs> you don't want to miss this. Yeah. It's 50, a.k.a. Ferrari, F50. Break it down. I got a lot of living to do before I die, and I ain't got time to waste. Let's make it. You say you a gangster, but you never pop nothing. You say you a wankster, and you need to stop fronting. You ain't a friend of mine. You ain't no kin of mine. What makes you think that I won't run up on you with the nine? We do this all the time. Right now we on the grind. So hurry up and cop and go. We selling nicks and dimes. Chody, she's so fine. I gotta make her mine. All right, people, and we're back. So 50 Cent, man, who coming off the hills of power, getting killed off power, uh, still working with stars, says that the upcoming series he has on the he has on the black, the black mafia family, the BMF, is going to be bigger than power ever was. What do you guys think about this, man? First of all, how familiar are you with the BMF? And are you excited to see a story uh, based off off that off that real life uh, situation in mafia family johnny what do you think um so i'm not too familiar with the story um i just know some guys out of detroit have had like one of the biggest like drug operations in the country that's pretty much all i know <laughs> so i mean i wouldn't say i'm excited to see it but am i going to watch it yeah i'm definitely going to watch it check it out just to you know just to know the backstory, because I know a lot of rappers reference them and their rhymes and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be good to see, it'll be nice to see. Okay, these these people are who these all these rappers talk about. So let me see exactly what you know what they did, how they did it, all that good stuff. So I, I'll watch it, but I, I wouldn't say I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't know that. So this is going to be uh, another series TV show or yeah movie? yeah. Oh wow. Um that should be interesting. Uh he definitely going to have a lot of people tuning in cuz you know BMF like Johnny says, so I mean rappers talk about him and all the different like interviews I've seen when 
they got the stories about those guys. Um, I watched the actual documentary on uh, BMF, which was was really interesting. So I'll watch it. I'll definitely will watch it. I'm definitely going to watch it. Like, that's not an issue at all. My thing with it, I'm excited for it. I do think that it could be bigger than power, A, because it's a true story. So this is real life, and that's always going to possibly hook more people in. And But where, I, where I'm starting to question is, is how real are they going to get? Are we going to see the involvement that they had in in the career of someone like Young Jeezy, who's still re- releasing music? How real are they going to get? Because you would think that, like, if I'm Jeezy, if I'm T.I., Shardy Lowe, they've even, you know, they've been behind or reportedly have ha- have helped Jay-Z along his career. Mm. Are we mm. going to see this play out on TV? And in that case, what artists are going to try to block it? Because if I'm if I'm Jay Z and I now have this good guy, family man, father image, I'm on tour with my wife. I don't want to see nobody to see no story of me dealing with the most notorious black drug dealers probably ever. Like I wouldn't want that out. So if they're gonna leave out such a big chunk of the story, then I that presents a problem for me personally. But it may be one that the the general public doesn't care about. <clears throat> but I mean, how accurate? are we expecting this to be anyway? Like, I'm sure in in the drug game, they did some really fucked up shit. Helped a lot of people they probably shouldn't have. A lot of people accept the help they shouldn't have. Like, I don't I don't really expect all of that to be in it anyway. I feel like it's this might be loosely based off of BMF, not like the complete accurate story. Like, not 90%, not 80% accurate. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, we'll see. And in that case, though, then it's like, how? What differentiates it from power? If we're gonna go too far off true true life, then it's just gonna be another power. True, this is true. <laughs> yeah, damn, yeah, because you, you can't really put too much of the truth in there because it's still some people out, you know, that's connected to you know, true. you know what I mean. Like, so yeah. you gotta be careful. Like, okay, well, okay, one, you got family members and friends that's involved. That's actually out of jail. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's that's going to be kind of tough. So I doubt if it'll be too truthful. All right. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. So that spins into the next question. What other real stories would you like to see on film or TV that haven't been done already? Or at least not to the extent that it could be of a, of a series like like what it seems like Star- Stars is going to do with BMF. I've been trying to think about this, man. I couldn't come up with nothing. Like we're getting the Wu-Tang joint from Hulu. But it's mm-hmm. like I, I don't know. I can't. I can't call nothing. I don't know if it's really much I care about, to be honest. Like yeah, if it come out, you. I'll watch it. But it's like, eh. do I have to see anything? Not really. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Miz thinks I'll give mine. Mine would be the story of Rap a Lot Records, mm-hmm. UGK. Chad, Chad Lamont Butler is one of my favorite rappers of all time, aka Pimp C. So anything that tells the story, especially if it's of UGK. Um, I can get behind that at all. But otherwise, like Jay Prince, he's still alive, so we're probably not going to get it anytime soon. But I'd love to see a story about his life. Yeah, Jay Prince, I heard some stories about him. Yeah, he was He's vicious, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, that would be good. I, I, that that whole movement with the Ghetto Boys, Scarface, that whole Houston movement, man, Texas, all that stuff. Um, Damn, I can't even... Uh, this is... Just a little tough for me, right? You know what would be good to see? Well, I don't, I don't know this st- story personally, but the actual like 
downfall of Rockefeller Records, like the split between Dame and Jay Z. That's a good. Like what what actually happened, not shit that they put out in the news. Like I wanted to know what actually happened, like what sparked it. Yeah, like and then how did it actually go? Like you really need everybody being honest. Yeah, and not having their feelings involved. Like really say this is what happened. Right. (laughs) And then why why certain rappers chose which side they chose? Like I. We'd never get the act like once what we'd have to do to get the full complete picture is we'd have to get uh, the version that Jay-Z promotes and then the version that Dame Dash like they'd have to make different uh, versions of the same film. You're right. <laughs> yeah. try to match up the stories and see if this shit right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's true. That's true. Yeah, because it yeah, they was the two main stables, you know. Kareem Big's not gonna say too much, you know. He, he just wants like his it. check. He don't give a damn. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's an interesting. Yeah, I would like to see that. I can't think of no other ones because they didn't did Death Row stuff, but not an actual movie. To death. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can go on YouTube and just type in Death Row and just like all these crazy stuff. Will oh, come up. man. that that's, that's a rabbit hole I went down one day. Like, I don't know if I was, it's when I, I was sick it. or something. And I seriously, I probably watched a good, like, 20 25 videos on, on just that. death row stuff man yep, i did that before yeah it's ridiculous you be you get tired you, you get caught up though we're like oh let me look, look at this one and they show you looking at all the relatable videos and stuff it's crazy yeah <laughs> any anything left on this one before we move on um ava duvernay is doing a prince documentary so we're like never before seen like prince footage so that should be dope yeah, I'm, Prince, I'm, I'm interested to see that Prince is somebody's life who I will never not watch something that is talked that talks about his life like right. I don't care if it's about him just creating a song if it's him in his life outside of that like Prince is one of the most inter- interesting people of all time period yeah he was so secretive like you didn't get a chance to get a look into his life like that because he was he only let you see what he wanted you to see right so that would be dope to actually get to see him behind the scenes and doing different stuff. I, I would love to see that. That's what's up. That's what's up. Let us know. Uh, you guys feel listeners, you know, you can send us any email, thebreaksmedia at gmail.com. But our next topic, this one is just, I'm, it's really not much to say, but I wanted, I just want to get it out there to kind of laugh at. 50 Cent, while we're on the subject of him and his projects, is buying all of Ja Rule's masters and publishing. He's, for all intents and purposes, going to own Ja Rule's career. This is after earlier this year, he bought out, what, the, the first 200 seats at a, at a, <laughs> at a performance concert, he yep. had. So he, he could make sure that the front row was uh was empty. This is trolling to a whole new level. Like, this is never going to end, people. This is never <laughs> going to end. Nah, it's not. It's not. And this man, petty. This man's petty meter. It's like on level <laughs> level infinity. Like that's crazy to just buy that man masters like out of nowhere. Like nobody knew he was gonna do it. No, but I'm kind of a little confused on that. Like, so his masters is not tied to Irv Gotti. So would he just cut Irv Gotti a check? Like that's interesting. See, and that's the problem with like Def Jam having so many subsidiaries because. No, Irv and, and Murder Inc. didn't own Def Jam's Masters. I mean, uh, Ja Rule's Masters. Def Jam owned them. So he's buying them directly from Def Jam. Irv has no place in it at all. Wow. <laughs> and the fact that 
50 had enough money to present to Def Jam to say, here, I'm going to give you this amount of money. Let me get all that from you. Wow. That's crazy. So he's going to be his boss. He's going to be performing songs. That's crazy. We ain't going to never hear another Ja Rule record in no movie, no TV ad, no TV show, nothing until somebody get that shit back. I mean, he's never going to let it go. Like, 50 Cent will not let Ja Rule's masters go until he dies. So we, however long, like, just think about this now. Every every time Ja Rule's song is played, licensed, whatever, 50 is getting paid off that. Like, oh, and Ja's, Ja's still on Twitter, like, every once in a while, he'll throw jabs at 50. Just stop, dog. Like, just, yeah. it's over. Just, There's nothing else you can do or say now. There's nothing you can do or say. Unless you somehow, well, shit, 50 Cent not going to sell you the shit back. Unless it's, like, five times the amount he paid for it. Like, that's, cr- that's crazy. Damn. That's, oh, man. That's, if, that's gonna make Ja Rule wanna stand there and go in depression. You know, he's gonna be <laughs> depressed or kill himself. Like if fifty wasn't the the god of pity, he is one hundred percent the god of pity now. Like that's crazy. Definitely, definitely. King That's Ted crazy. King. You bought this man a whole career. His whole career, everything that he worked like cause Ja Rule got hits now. Let's yes, not get it let's mistaken. Not Mm-hmm. All of that, none of that shit matters now because Fifty Cent owns that shit. Oh my god! The, the only other move that would be as petty as this is if Joe Button buys Complex. <laughs> 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 oh shit! Hell no! Nah. Hey, that's funny. <laughs> shit, he might be able to now with that Spotify deal. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. Cancel all, cancel all complex shit. <laughs> or just, just cancel everyday struggle and leave everything else on there. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And Joe Button on Instagram modeling. Oh man, we ain't even gonna talk about that. Like that's a, that's the topic for next week possibly because it's it's getting worse every day. <laughs> yeah. IG modeling. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go ahead and take our last break, man. we got one more topic to discuss. A quick one. But we're going to take our last break, and we'll see you guys after this. All right, everyone. Thanks for sticking through with us, man. The last topic we got today, and I just put this one on the docket just because I this is this is interesting. So, Baby accuses Lil Wayne of trying to conspire to take more from Drake's royalties. In this case, I think that the title like father like son would definitely apply if this is <laughs> the, the case. But um, what do you guys think of this? Do you after everything Lil Wayne's been through with trying to get off Cash Money and and with Baby, you would I would expect more from him than this, but. During the time that all these accusations are coming through, maybe because of him feeling like Baby and Cash Money were being petty and funny with his money, maybe it was his way of of trying to get some of that back by using one of his artists. Maybe I'm just I'm just throwing that out there, Miz. I see you thinking about it, man. What do you think? Damn, I, I, damn, I didn't know about this. That's that's crazy. I mean, Baby, he's really serious about this, huh? Like, yes. I mean, yo. I don't know, uh, baby. He got to get his accountants together. Or something like he he got to get it together. Like man, I'm I'm kind of like that's crazy. He just got out of him and 
Wayne just got cool. I thought. Right. We all thought it. We all thought it. Yeah, like <clears throat> baby situation with the money, how he handling the money is is getting a very well. It's been strange. It's been strange. I'm I'm not getting it. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Man, let let me say this right. First of all, Wayne should. God damn it. As many years as Bert as Birdman, I'm not calling that man baby. As many years as Birdman did not pay or stole money from Wayne, Wayne deserves to get all royalties from Nikki and Drake. If not all, at least a majority percentage, 75%. He deserves to get all of that just because of how he was treated under cash money. So the fact that Birdman is even upset or calling this out is crazy to me because he did this to all of cash money's artists for the past how many ever years so just get him just let the man get the royalties y'all go back to being like father like son and call it a day because you you still owe Wayne like you know he he has young money now he I think he got did he get paid a settlement or something so he got his settlement but he still deserves more than that so that that's that's my opinion that's how I feel about it yeah, yeah, I, I agree too. I, I think, like I said, it, it's and it, it's this is just kind of like the headline from it. So there's more, you know. They're they're really trying to paint now, like in in Cash Money's countersuit, they're trying to paint Young Money and Dwayne as the ones who are who were victimizing Cash Money, saying that they they knew that they were they were on dire straits and Wayne's trying to get more money. So they're really trying to completely change the narrative. Um, and this this is just funny to me because Birdman came on stage, talked about he really didn't say much. Johnny, at the time when we reviewed it, you said he said a lot without saying anything. Um, but they tried to present it as everything was settled between those two. They're back father and son. He respected Lil Wayne for trying to do what he was doing with Young Money. But now it's it, it's just taking a turn left. If I'm Wayne, I almost don't give a, give a damn. Like, do you, you got, you got your freedom, you have your company, you have your masters, which as we see, well, like that, that's an important thing. If you own your own masters, you own your future because you're going to be making money off the tracks that you made 10 years ago, 20 years from now. So that's the important thing. I would almost do whatever you can to get out of this legal battle with cash money because it's nothing good, but more stress to come out of it. Just let, let, let them have it move on. You're in so, so much of a better place now. Don't let them drag you down. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Just could, yeah. Just just step away. Continue to make music, make money, and I mean, and keep it moving. It's, it's definitely at this point best to just distance himself away from Cash Money. He is on entity because Birdman is real shady. <laughs> I mean, every artist that's left Cash Money, it's been the same thing. Him and Birdman and Money, Juvie. Yep everyone so like just just let it go man at the end of the day like just or fight like i one or the other i need one or the other to happen so does cash money even have any artists anymore is is young thug on cash money isn't he like affiliated in some type of way oh i didn't know that i'm not sure uh, i don't i don't know but i i don't think so because i mean nikki nikki and drake are both y- y- young money so who is on cash money as it stands right now right damn that's a damn that's that's a good question I don't know no artists. That's, they not releasing no art, no new artists. Shit, they got a little twisted, a little chucky. That, that's all they got left. <laughs> <laughs> and little twist is a young money artist, so they ain't even got a little twist. Oh shit! Well, there you go. Oh, there you go. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> 
Well, fellas, man, that's it for this week's topics, man. I, I want to first say thank you to, to Miz for showing up, man. I know it was, it was short notice, man. You came through. We definitely appreciate it, man. Tell the listeners uh, where they can find you and follow you, man, and get and get more texts from you. Yeah, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. 100, and that's spelled out, Mr. 100, for those who know how to spell. And you can follow the Hood Geniuses podcast at Hood Geniuses Pod, and that's on Instagram and Twitter at Hood Geniuses Pod. Thanks. Word up. Well, I'm sure y'all know where y'all can find me, but on Twitter, J O N two underscores the letter B. On Instagram, J B S underscore E S L underscore A A M U. Holla at me. All right, and we all deserve to be fired from this radio show slash podcast because when we discussed in-house producers not a single one of us brought up manny fresh which just came to me and us oh, talking about cash money oh <laughs> yeah we fucked up yeah we definitely <laughs> fucked up about manny fresh man i can't believe yep. that but you can right. follow me at ceo hayes is at ceo h-a-i-z-e you can follow the breaks radio collectively at the breaks radio on twitter you can also send us any feedback questions and possibly hate mail now for leaving money fresh off the list at <laughs> the breaks media at gmail.com this has been the best hip-hop radio show in the midwest in in the world period I want to thank each and every one of you guys peace 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 yep yep yeah, yeah, this is the Carter motherfucker. Yeah, and in my building, I must keep it real. And man, I miss the times we would shine. You would keep me on your side. You would teach me how to ride, and you would teach me how to pride. Then we get on the line and go over our lines. We were in the same position, and that's when you change position. Shit, I never change, and I miss you. And it's strange, but I never forget you. Though that ain't you when them bitches on me. And I know that ain't you with that dissing on me. That's why I never replied and never will. Just let them live phony. If you ever died, I swear to God, I got your kids on me. What's mine is theirs, I got a gift on me. And yeah, we still are on me, and this bitch on me. Yeah, cash money still a shit on me. Shit, homie, what's really real is you feeling me, nigga, that hot boy shit, stealing me, nigga, word the giggity, nigga, and I ain't got time to speak the history, I miss you and I know you missing me, chisel, but then I miss my dog, yeah, midnight, 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 midnight,